0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Headlocks and Promos, presented by Dual Phoenix Productions, where we talk about everything professional wrestling, past, present, and future. And now, here are your hosts, Draven and Bill.
1: Welcome, this is your host. What are you looking at? You know who it is. Unfortunately,
2: it's Billiam here with another week of my awesomeness and of course,
1: everything professional wrestling. Today, we discuss Impact, wrestling's Bound for Glory and WWE's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view shows from this past weekend. What were the best and worst matches from the weekend and what surprises and disappointments happened during those shows. This is Draven the Sledgehammer. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget about Anchor. are you going to do it in your little creepy voice? Anchor. Anchor is <laughs> what we use to distribute to all the listening platforms.
2: You are listening to Headlocks and Promos.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we would like to welcome our first guest to the Headlocks and Promos podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
2: Nobody told me there was going to be a guest on this. Because it's none of your damn business. It's my podcast.
1: Surprise. Uh. (sighs) All right. Draven, Draven the Sledgehammer, Thomas the Professor, and this guy, Billiam, wants to introduce. The underrated superstar. I got this. Bosworth. All right. Thanks for joining us, Bosworth. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
3: Hey, it's good to be here. I appreciate you having me. Yes, I am the underrated superstar Bosworth. And that's with a Z. A lot of people misspell it. Um, I was born and raised in Oklahoma. I trained at Harley Race's Wrestling Academy. I was there for eight or nine years. You know Harley.
2: Hold on. You know Harley Race?
3: Yeah, we were we wow. had a good relationship. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was I was a uh, I was a little wild. <laughs> 20, so. Harley, uh, I, was, <clears throat> I was a pain in Harley's ass for a little while. He's fired me a few times. has really. Fired me, but,
1: <clears throat> right.
3: but hey, I will say this: um, we ended up having a good relationship. I lived with him for about two years. Um, I was a pallbearer at his funeral, so that's how close we became wow. yeah awesome but i did i did piss him off over the years i was just young <laughs> and wild <clears throat> i was rambunctious but uh <laughs> thanks for having me so i trained there and we'll go into about the we'll go into a little bit about steve austin's reality show the oh. WWE performance center and what i'm doing now
1: awesome yeah that that's awesome we have a few more questions for you near the end of the show okay. but for now let's get started with the review on Saturday, October 24th, Impact Wrestling had their Bound for Glory pay-per-view. Were there any shocking moments or swerves that caught you
0: off guard? Thomas? Uh, I, I think my biggest shock of the night was just how bad it was. I mean, Slam anniversary was so good, and this just did not meet my expectations at all. Um, it has gotten relatively good reviews. And since I was in the middle of a fantasy fantasy league battle, <laughs> I I kind of wondered if my emotions were playing into it a little bit. So I went back and watched the whole thing again. I put myself. And did anything change? <laughs> it, did, it did. I was. Wait, I was. Wait, I was a little bit in your surprised. Jander's I was closet admit, watching it. <laughs> I will admit there were more good matches on the show than I initially thought, but overall it was just kind of lackluster. The uh, the missing crowd really hurts Impact. Oh, it's yeah, ho- they it, do. It,
2: it's horrible for any federation right. because you just don't have the ebb and flow right. like you normally would. I right.
0: agree with you, but Impact relies very, very heavily, heavily on yes. crowd. Okay. What about you, uh, Sledge? All right,
1: for me, there's I had a few disappointments. I fully expected Heath. To win the intergender call your shot Gotland match.
0: I, I I think he was supposed to, but I I think so. He got hurt, in but that. since
1: he got hurt, by default, because of the stipulations that Rhino would be fired, mm-hmm. they had to put him over and give him the win. I would have put probably four or five other guys over before Rhino, but. I understand, you know, you're not going to fire one of your best guys because of a stupid stipulation and someone right. getting hurt. Right, right. So that was kind of disappointing how that played out. And as far as, like, a swerve or shocking moment, I fully expected EC3 to
0: win against the moves. Everybody did.
1: I I was floored. I expected... He,
0: he gave him the match.
1: He got screwed in, in um, WWE. He was a joke. He had to come in and... He's been on camera. He's done phenomenal mic skills. Been great. Yeah. And then to go out and lose, he should have won. That that was a swerve for me.
0: I think he had a match in Ring of Honor too in their um, in their tournament, but uh, I, I haven't had the chance to watch it yet.
1: Okay, do you guys have anything you guys want to throw in for Impact?
3: <laughs> <laughs> All He's, right. like, no. He's like, I oh, know I'm good. Yeah, he's like, I,
1: I, I'm good. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, if it's, it's not
0: WWE, I'm not watching. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: I watch AEW a little bit. Calm okay. Down.
0: <laughs> All right, so Thomas, what do you think was the match of the night? Hands down, the first match of the night, the X Division Championship. I, uh, I, uh,
1: I have a feeling we're going to agree a lot throughout this. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Hands down. I'm sure. And personally, I feel if EC3 would have won, that would have been the match that I'm talking about right now. But I think I'm a little jaded by that. So
0: I I, I have to agree with you. I think the second one down would be the, uh, the title match. The world title, match. Yeah,
1: yeah. That one was
0: really good between... Um,
1: it was. I, I, I just like EC3's new character. And oh, yeah. I was so hyped up for it. Like, he's coming in. He's taking the belt. He's beating Moose. And no.
0: Nope. <laughs> yeah, it didn't nope. happen. It didn't happen. I would have liked to see... Well, you know what? I'll get to that later. I'll, I'll stick to this this question for now. Okay. Um, so, the, the, the Six-Way Scramble for the X-Division Championship. There was so much going on. It was really fast-paced. It's exactly what an X-Division match needs to be. Um, The best part is they know how to focus on just maybe like two or three wrestlers at a time, Mm -hmm. even though there's so much else going on everywhere else. I, uh, I was rooting for Jordan Grace. So was I. So was I. I had Rohit retaining. I did not. I went all in on all my fantasy wrestling leagues. I went all in on Jordan Grace. Yeah, I wanted Jordan Grace to win, but now now seeing that they added that women's tag team championship, yeah. or I'm sorry, Knockouts tag team championship. Yeah, um, yeah
2: don't get that wrong. It is Knockouts. It's,
0: it is. It is, and they actually wear that m-ladies. that name with pride. They do. They do. What well, somebody somebody said Knockouts. They tag Impact in something. Yeah. and th- and they said Knockouts was demeaning to women, and all the women. In impact, like destroyed this guy. <laughs> he's a, wait, because they
2: thought it was demeaning, or they were defending him? No, no, they were
0: they were attacking him because they because felt it was demeaning. They, they wear the knockouts name like a badge, right. yeah, like a badge of like honor. He's
2: the one that said it was demeaning. Yes,
0: a, a male. Yes, yeah, not a female, not a female, a, a, male. Male. a male. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, he's being corny and trying to get a date. Yes. <laughs> trying to stick up for them. That is corny as crap. And
1: he's he's going to exactly go home and try the same thing now. What's that? You I know, said, you're going to go home and do the same thing now. I know. Now. That's <laughs> if he knew what Twitter Man, was. you guys ever need a friend to talk to. <laughs> I don't think so. All right, so. Um, Any disappointments or matches that didn't meet your
0: expectations? We we pretty much already covered it. Yes. Versus EC3. Yeah. Same here. Um, It would have been a great straight up match in the ring just just to have a match. But it was one of those cinematic matches and I'm starting to get a little burnout on those. No way. (laughs) The Beast has spoken. Thank you. Now There there was one on NXT last night, and they had to do two segments because it was so
3: long. Oh, jeez. Well, no comment on that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
2: totally agree with you, brother.
1: Let's move on to poll question number one. After defeating... Drew McIntyre at Hell in a Cell. How many times has Randy Orton held the WWE championship?
3: 14. <laughs> yes. I'll chime in on this. Yeah. I think Randy Orton has been and is one of the best workers in the business by far. Yep. Um, from everything. I think totally he's got right. the, I think he's always had one of the best looks. Yeah. His yeah. ring appearance is fantastic. And – he should have been the John Cena of WWE. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ever the since spy. he turned into the Viper, it's been
3: amazing. Falls
1: oh, to the wall, yeah.
3: Yeah. He I mean, hands down, the guy I, is legit. And I think yeah, I think he's
2: no he's no frills. He wears that sleeveless, unzipped mm, hoodie. Yep. And that's it. That's all. Which that's the only gimmick off. he has, <laughs> the, other the than
3: being able to just beat when, you at any time in the match. When he okay, when he walks out the curtain and he walks down to the ring. You can tell that he's there to kick somebody's ass. Like, exactly. He, yeah. yeah. Looks legit. He looks serious. He's he, not he's,
0: he's not there to kick somebody's ass. He's there to just annihilate somebody. Yeah, yeah. He's there to end them.
3: Yes. That's his look. He takes everything seriously and he's he's, he's just one of those guys like, "Oh,
1: third generation." Yeah right. to <laughs> yeah, I think the thing I, I enjoy most about Randy is his ring psychology. I love it. Oh. How he sells, how just how he acts with his body movement, facial, his facial expressions. expressions. Yeah. No one else does this shit. Now, no, now everything no. else is a pretty big joke in most parts. And Randy is the epitome of why so many of us loved pro wrestling growing up. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, he still has a lot of time left. I think oh, yeah. it's he of, does. Only only forty. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. like early so 40s at that. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just forty. The guy yeah. is. I mean, he's got another five or ten years left. At yeah. least, oh yeah, at least.
2: I was going to say 10, 15 right? Yeah. Depending on how long he wants to go. And that's he looks how great. Good he
3: is. Yeah, he yeah. looks great. He can still move. He can still work with anybody. Yep. So hands yeah, he, down, he I had to have to dad on that. God, like he's yeah. Jericho yet. Yeah, <laughs> he appreciated. <him. laughs> Hey, Jericho's good. Like, you know, Jericho's oh yeah. amazing. Jericho's one of the best in the business, and that dude's legit, too. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: All right. On Sunday, WWE had Hell in a Cell. What did you guys think the match of the night there was? Uh, Billiam, let's start with you. So I mean, since it's my podcast, I appreciate you putting me first. You're welcome.
2: You're welcome. Hands down, I know – the janitor will agree with me. It's got to be Sasha and Bailey. Yep. yep. I mean, it was high spot after high spot, but done in a way where you didn't get tired of what was happening. Right. The story that they built with that match was so good. I know some people might not agree with this, but the right woman won. I am so tired of Karen and her <laughs> tactics. I know I
1: don't. And ha- her haircut. I know I don't agree with you very often. <laughs> But I, oh, I, I agree
2: coldheartedly I, Harder, you Lugley, know what? I love Sasha Bailey. And Bailey.
0: I love both of them. They're both really, really good. They are both really, really good. And I love Bailey's new character. I don't care what you guys say <laughs>
1: <laughs> and And I'd say like if there's a one A, there's a one B. I love almost every pay-per-view. Randy has a great match, so one B Randy Randy, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. No that that did uh, that
0: was from what I've heard, that was the least liked. Uh, Hell in a Cell match for the night. Yep. What? Yep. I thought we yeah. all agreed it was Roman. Yeah. We all did. It was just too long. That was, the psychology behind it was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was just too long. Well, it it was kind of the now. same
1: feedback from Edge and uh, Randy Orton in that match that was yes. a long match. I greatly enjoyed it, but everyone complained, oh my God, this match won't end. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is phenomenal. This is what wrestling has been missing.
0: Right. But back back to Sasha and Bailey. Uh, the, the, I think the best part is is that this isn't even the payoff.
1: No, no,
2: I know that's it's gonna this probably be. Hopefully, it'll be years. WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they one will, of them, I, they I, will I, stretch it out. I, I fully expect one of them to win the Royal Rumble. Yep. I never even thought of that. Good idea. Yeah. And I bet it's Sasha. Who, what what she can do? Wrestle herself? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, no, because she she can't re- retain a title.
1: Yeah,
0: well, yeah. A she's never, services the she's never held a she title has, <laughs> for more than like one pay per view. She has
1: never know, had a successful I know. defense. All right, Bosworth, what do you think?
3: Uh, Orton, Orton, uh, yeah, good. That uh, well deserved. You know. Yes, yes. Long yes it is. overdue. Oh, yeah. Long yeah. overdue. Definitely.
2: He he, sh- he needs a long run. He's he had does. some good runs, but honestly, I mean. Give him a year to two years.
1: The guys earned it. With what they did putting John Cena over for all those years? I know. I'd be perfectly fine if they gave him a five-year run. Yeah. <laughs> and even
2: trying to push Roman over as a face. Come yeah. on.
1: I, I, I wouldn't blink if they gave him the belt for five years after some of the stuff. That would be done. awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah. I like I like Roman, too. So, I mean. Yeah. He's, he works uh, so for I, it. I love his new character.
1: Yeah. I don't like the angle, but I like the new character. Did you guys hear what they're gonna probably do? What they're gonna, what
2: people think they might do? They're gonna make a stable with him as the leader and have the Usos follow him. Yeah, and then slowly get another fan because there's another family member that wants to be a wrestler. They want to have you know, a gang of the Usos, which I think would be
0: cool. Well, to, I mean, Tamina's part of that. Yeah. So Rethering that- like, of one, a million freaking wrestling yeah. Oh, wrestling their bloodline superstars.
1: is amazing. Yeah. That is wrestling. It is. All right, Bosworth, you got anything to add before we move on to the next question?
3: No, go ahead.
1: All right. How about the other side of the coin, guys? What match or matches didn't you like? Bosworth, would you like to go first?
3: Well, I always got to see the uh, Reigns and the Uso and the Orton and McIntyre match. Uh, like I said, I'm busy. Like,
1: Yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I, I read up
3: on it. Uh, I read up on it, but I didn't get to watch see any other of the matches.
1: Well, I mean, to look like the Incredible Hawk, you got to stay pretty, <laughs> pretty busy in the gym.
3: I know. You know, I, I just like to look good, man. It's just I like food too much. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I, I mean, with my diet, I'm seven, times, seven eight times a day eating. Wow. <laughs> food, man. But, <laughs> and, and then we'll go into that a little bit later. But, yeah, so all I got to see those two. Um, other than that, I can't really comment on that.
1: Okay. Um, I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. I thought it went too long. If they're trying to get Roman over as this dominant, unstoppable force – the match should have been over in five minutes or less. I thought it was long and made it boring. They they should have had it over in probably like a three to five minute mark. What do you guys think?
0: I think if it if it was a regular match, it should have it should have done that. But because it was a an I quit match, yeah, you gotta it have makes ten more fifteen sense. minutes.
2: Yeah, it can't be three to five on an I Quit match. No, I mean that would only no. happen if
0: you and I wrestled. <laughs> yeah, during the live stream, what I said is having Jimmy Uso underneath the ring, just hiding yes. there, and then Sweet. double him, teaming him, pull, teaming him pull Kurt Angle and his brother on him. Hell yes. So mine would be Elias versus Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. I uh, love Elias. Well, I like Elias too, but how, how you ex- how do you expect to build somebody to a relevant level when you keep doing screwy finishes? Yep. Jeff Hardy loses absolutely nothing by losing to Elias clean. Right, right. He's a legend in in both ways, good and bad. But we're not going to go <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. And and truthfully, Elias gains absolutely nothing from that disqualification win either
1: no all that did was <laughs> piss him off and give him some
0: angst for going forward he should have had a nice clean right. win. yeah and now we, we're we gonna have to see this match for another three stupid months Yep. if not more we're gonna see it on smackdown they're on smackdown right yes yeah sure we're gonna see them on smackdown we're gonna see them on pay-per-views for, for Aren't you three months professor? minimum
2: how do you not know that I can't keep
0: their you got him hot straight. bothered thinking about Bailey Now, <laughs> WWE can't even keep their roster straight. Well, you got that right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I just I don't understand why it's so difficult to just pull the flipping trigger,
1: right? That's Vince for you. Yep, Billiam, you got anything to add? Uh,
2: the, the match I didn't like was the Roman one, like you stated. It was too long. It was kind of predictable. You know he's not going to lose. Right, right. His cousin is below him, so it was kind of a waste. Yeah. I mean, they need to bring some credible adversaries where you don't know what's going to happen. That, back in the day. Well, that's because
0: they had superstars back in the day. Yeah.
2: Well, I go back to WrestleMania three. You didn't know who was going to
1: win, Hulk Hogan or Andre the Giant. Right. Especially because Andre, (laughs) you didn't know if he was going (laughs) to put
2: him over or not. Yeah.
1: Andre decided towards the end of the match, yeah, I'll put you over. Yeah. (laughs) Slam! I remember watching Hogan's interview,
2: and Hogan's like, oh, my God, right now? But, I mean, it's... We all know it's scripted. Yeah, it was lackluster. But these guys are amazing. And Bosworth, you're an amazing athlete, just like all of them.
3: Oh, Um, I know I am.
0: (laughs) Yes. I love that attitude, brother. I used to be probably about 20 years ago. (laughs) Not anymore.
2: (laughs) I mean, just the story that they could tell. And they just, it's lackluster today. They all need to have a few months Run as adversaries,
0: right? Mm-hmm. It, without matches, yes. Because if you continue to just put out the same matches over and over and over again, and just giving each other, uh, giving them screwy matches all the time mm-hmm. or screwy finishes, I mean, then why do you think they're at where they're at no now? Point.
2: Saturday mornings, I remember waking up and you would see Mean Gene on this pedestal in the middle of the crowd, and he would have somebody. Either I remember when the Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior were going at it, he would have somebody come out, interview him, and then the other person would come out too. And they were, you know, the the tempt of a fight right then. They don't have stuff like right. that today. Yeah. That's what they're missing, the storytelling. Because in today's wrestling, the wrestlers are bigger, stronger, faster, more athletic. They look better. Than they were back in the day. I mean, you got guys like Bastion Booger, who I know is you're one of you're one of your favorite wrestlers. You can't have a guy like that today, no.
3: Well, Otis, I disagree. I'll oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, you know what? I stand corrected. I do like Otis. I and love he Otis. He is kind of shaped like Bastion
3: Booger. Like you say, the guys now are bigger, stronger, faster. I I look on the other like the other way. The guys 20, 25 years ago like the Warrior, Hogan, uh-huh. Luger, you know, this uh-huh. list goes on. Some of them weren't great. I get it. But they walked out the curtain, and you, there's no question why they were in a pair of tights. Right. 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 They go to a local bar, and they walk in somewhere, and they say, what do you do? Because they had that look about them. Exactly. Mm. Yep. Walk in, you walk in somewhere, and you have that look. It looks like you do something. <laughs> Harley walks yeah. into a Harley yeah. walked, walks into a bar years ago. He had that burly look, that tough face. Yep. Nowadays, that in the last few years in ten years, that kind of just been out the door. You know. Yeah. Right. When I first started watching wrestling, the first guy I seen on TV was Ultimate Warrior. When I was that age, five or six, I watched Superman, Batman, etc. Heroes, whatever. Yep. And then when I seen the Warrior on TV, it caught my attention. Like, wow, that guy. Looks like he's a cartoon character. Yes, yes. And I'm not saying the guys now like have to be oh jacked and big or anything, but a little bit more time in the gym. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Then what? what And and like guys like Brian Cage, my buddy, uh, the Super Beast out of the West Coast, Chris Crody. You know, there's a few guys that are keeping it real. There's a few mm -hmm. guys that that are awesome in the ring, and they have that look. And of course, I'll put myself over. I'm one of them. I'm not scared yeah. to say. Like, right. You shouldn't you know, be. you a dude. You're a big dude. Yeah. You're, yeah. And, and it's, that's what I like to see. And that's what people, you know, you look like an action figure. You're going to sell an action figure. You look like an action yeah. figure. Yeah. Right. People are, you know, come up to you. And no, and don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing anybody. There's lots of great talent. Mm-hmm. AEW, WWE, you know, or the you know, they're not there for no reason. You know what I mean? They Right, you know, right. Good. They they're good at what they do. I just wish the bodies were more of a deal now.
1: Yeah, because there's a huge difference between back in the day and today. Yeah, yeah.
0: right. The, the guys look more like uh, uh, soccer players now. They're they're really lean. And they're they're fast and they well, like to jump around. But
2: they're that, not doing steroids like they did back. In that's the also true. Right, yeah, that,
0: that's also true.
2: But Bosworth, you got <laughs> you got to know better than anybody, even though Harley didn't have a great body, he could probably beat the crap out of anybody on yeah. the roster.
3: Obviously, I mean this guy <laughs> I seen this guy mad. Like he's I've been in his office before where I got in trouble and you know <laughs> I got called in and, and he, he never really he never really raised his voice, but he had that demeanor and yeah. You know, when he was telling you something when he was mad. It was never like Hollering, but you could tell, like, you knew he was serious, straight up, straightforward, how he felt, and you could tell he was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, yeah, Harley's tough. Like, I mean, anybody in the business will tell you, you know, Flair, anybody would tell you, Harley's probably one of the toughest guys to ever lace up a pair of boots, yeah. yeah. And he was left handed, so he can knock your ass out, yeah, <laughs> right. And you wouldn't even see it coming. Well, and, and then you
1: always talk about tough guys, like, my favorite guy is Bret Hart, he wore pink. But I remember as a kid, I always like, man, it's got to take balls to wear purple in the ring. Like he did. I remember him, I think it was 88, 89 in WWE, WWF at the time, wearing the purple tights, the blue elbow pads. Yes. And I just remember like, man, he's got to have balls to wear purple.
2: All right. If if I
1: I wear purple to school, I'm getting beat up.
2: Right. You're getting beat. You're getting beat up anyways. Well, yeah, but still. I got a question, though had when he fought Ming in the WWF for the actual King title, did he, it looked like a stiff kick for Ming. Did you ever talk to him about that
3: and ask him? Uh, I didn't, but Harley, I mean, Harley's told many stories like this guy mm-hmm. had stories and stories. And you know, when I did this, uh, I'm not trying to get off track, but but when I did the Steve Austin reality show, Mm -hmm. Austin talked to me off camera and he was like, he was telling me some some stories about Harley. One in particular was Harley took a uh, rattlesnake, sewed its mouth shut and put it in one of the guys' floorboard (laughs) of the car. I was like, damn. He's like, I said, can you imagine the guy that got in the car with the rattlesnake? Right. Steve was like, better yet, can you imagine catching the rattlesnake, and sewing his mouth shut. That's right. what I was
2: just thinking. Did right. he, he hardly did that? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. I can imagine him with needle and thread holding that snake's <laughs> head. <Right. set. laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Right. That's crazy.
3: It was, oh, it was, my God. So many stories. And this guy can remember <laughs> things 40 years ago. So. Oh God. God. And you lived with him for two years? Yeah. That's, that's awesome, two, I, man. That's I'd awesome. Yeah. Yeah, good guy. Like like I said I'll go into a little bit more detail later, but he's phenomenal.
1: All right, so let's uh finish up this uh WWF or WWE's pay-per-view. Finally, any surprises that WWF or WWE pulled off that you didn't see coming?
0: It hasn't been WWF for like Fifteen years now. I know it's on the brain now. Talking <laughs> about Harley Race. WWE right. is WWF, it's always yeah. going to be WWF.
1: So for me, uh Tucker turning on Otis, mm-hmm. I completely did not see that coming. So kudos to WWE. Usually, I don't. I, I see your shit coming. That
0: was a complete curveball. Uh, I, I, it, it seems last minute and directionless. It does. Yeah, it, and it it does. I'm
2: so upset that Otis lost. I know. They don't want somebody first time challenging for a a belt to be Otis. I but like come on, Miz. that was kind yeah. of a janky way to switch the title. Not, not the title, but to switch the Money in the Bank suitcase. It was yeah. corny to me. I, I like The Miz. He's from Ohio. I like yeah. him too. No, I, I, I like him. Miz, I just didn't like what happened doing that to Otis. Otis, he's good, not great. Okay, but, sorry, I mean, continue. it was just uh, it was kind of the dude lost his girl, she went to Monday Night Raw. Oh. Now he's losing his money in the bank chance. I mean, and his tag great. team partner,
0: it, it, yes, most importantly, the dude's lost. his tag he's team lost partner. Yeah, he's 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 not going anywhere. No, oh, I mean, he's gonna get buried. They have, watch. They have to be, be together in order to stay in WWE, which is they, yeah, ridiculous. They, they, can't, they can't swim with those sharks for long, no, yeah. not as singles competitors, right.
2: Goal question number two. Which two WWE legends were involved in the first ever Hell in a Cell match in the
3: history of the world? Sean and Taker.
2: <laughs> He's ah, a roll to Dang, he doesn't even have a script in front of him. Good job, brother. Right.
1: Okay, guys. It's time to score these shows using the world-famous headlocks and Promo scoring system bound for
0: glory thomas what you got bound for glory headlocks i'll go with a seven because there was a lot of those matches that were really good the match quality is not what made this show lackluster at all so actually i'll go ahead and expand on that a little bit i'll go straight to the uh, entertainment which i give that a four again impact impact not having any crowd noise really detracts from their product completely the impact zone makes that show lastly the storylines kind of middle of the road some of them are kind of dumb some of them are kind of good uh like the eric young and rich rich swan thing has been really good that one's been good um yeah, it's all right. But the whole Wrestle House thing has been really dumb. Yeah, that made me scratch my head. The Heath thing has been okay. Um, so I'll I'll go with a five and a half on that one.
1: Okay. For me, I'm not going to give much detail. I'm just giving my scores. Headlocks, six. It, it, it was good, as always. In the ring work. Storylines, they're lucky to get a four from me. <laughs> Entertainment. Uh, I'm going to go with a four, so a little less than what you scored him. but you've watched it twice. I've only watched one and fast-forwarded through quite a bit. So, <laughs> I
0: don't blame you. Yeah. What All about right. WWE? We'll go ahead and start with you this time. Okay. I'm going to start this one. Uh, well,
1: All right. right. It's your show. Your go show ahead, right Mr. Ahead? Billiam. Wow.
2: It's about time.
1: Yeah. It's it. it you're only going first because he could beat me up. So well, that's going to go gonna be
2: I'm going to be his manager So I will have him beat both of you up Okay, well just give us your scores Well, for the WWE the Headlocks, I got to give it a 7 It was a solid show it Wasn't It wasn't the greatest I've ever seen But it was really, really good There was only one match that I really didn't like We already discussed it, the Roman Reigns match And it was only because it was so long Yeah I mean, all three of us we're tired (laughs) after that match and it was the first match right storylines I'm gonna give them a five some were good some were just corny I mean and that's what you get from the WWE these days unfortunately we all know they could do a much better job but for some reason they don't now entertainment wise depending on which match we're talking about I'll give it five to nine Mm mm-hmm Roman Reigns match 5 Bailey and Sasha 9 or 9 mm-hmm. plus because yep. it was amazing. The Orton match right under them, they were they were awesome. Even Otis and Miz, they were pretty good. Yeah, you know. They weren't a 5, they were better than that, but they weren't, you know, a 9. The other ones, I don't know. I mean, like I said, good but not great. It didn't feel when I was a kid, a pay-per-view was an event. I mean, it seems special. And nowadays it's it's almost just like a glorified Wait, wall, They had pay
1: per views right? when you were no, a kid. They didn't. They I,
2: I didn't even I don't think listen. they, they started had them out when TV. I was
1: yes, no, yes,
0: they did. I was a year old whenever WWE put on the first WrestleMania.
2: I was 13. There's 1985. I know when it was. I watched <laughs> Closed Circuit
0: TV, Janitor. Right. You remember back whenever, uh, whenever they had you change it changes to Channel 99? Yeah. And you could watch it. You could still hear everything clear as day. It was day, scrambled. But it, it was all scrambled. I'm yeah, like, that's like watching all the porn down, Rossum yeah. Jerry Lawler. That's all I need to hear. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? Forget you guys. Bosworth, what do you think?
3: Well, headlock's price seven. We was it scale one to ten. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Headlock seven. Entertainment five, six. Uh, what was the other one? Storylines. Storylines. Story yeah. <sighs> seven, eight, maybe. Okay, sounds about right.
1: Yep. Let's see what these jabronis have to say. All right. I'm kind of right in between you guys. Uh, headlocks, I gave it a seven and a half. I normally don't give halves, but I was torn
0: between seven you and You don't eight.
1: have halves. I know, but I had to go seven and a half. I was torn between a seven and
0: mm-hmm. an eight. Jeez. I did it too. So, He just doesn't like you. Yeah,
1: I know. Well, storylines, I gave it a five just because I, I'm not happy with the Roman storyline. I like the new character. I just think the storyline's not not it. It's not the fit. Um again the storyline with the Miz and Otis I understand it but not happy with it. Um mm-hmm. uh, glad Miz won though. So I give storylines a 5, entertainment, I mean we were pretty much excited the whole live stream so I give it a 7. If someone said 8, someone said 9, nothing wrong with that. It was an entertaining pay-per-view.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm right in line with pretty much everybody. Um Headlocks, I went with uh, seven. Um, the storylines, I went with a four. And then the, uh, the entertainment. Oh, yeah, I was super harsh. Like the, the Roman Reigns story and the <laughs> Sasha and Bailey story. Those are brilliant. But pretty much everything else sucks. Um, I believe Mr.
2: Orton would disagree with you.
0: Well, you know what? Orton should have won the ambulance match. And you guys remember what I said, how he should have won yes, that match? Yep. Yes,
2: I do. He, they were building it up to
0: Drew, this. Drew McIntyre should have went for the uh, Claymore kick and flew. Uh, Randy Orton gets out of the way, and he flies into the ambulance, and Randy Orton shuts the door. That would have been amazing. But yes, no. it would have. Yeah. yeah but, uh, yeah, entertainment, I went with an eight. It, it,
1: I agree. It was a very entertaining night. We had a great time watching it.
0: Yeah, we we were entertaining ourselves, too. We so. were, we were. <laughs> you guys entertained me, I know that. Yeah.
1: All right, so I think it's a no-brainer there. Which of the two shows stole the weekend for you? Hell in a what could the other one have done differently to maybe have changed your answer? I'll go first real quick. Impact just to had had to have great matches and coherent storylines. They, for the most part, had coherent storylines. The matches were pretty good, but... It wasn't what I expected. No,
0: not at
1: all. So that, along with some of the storylines that I absolutely despise, I got to say Hell in a Cell won the weekend. I loved every single match. And really, if I could change anything, I would have, again, like I said in the opening, I would have made the Roman Uso match a little, a bit, little shorter. bit shorter. And, yeah. you know, I, I get that you guys said, you know, it was an I quit match, so it needed to be a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but it, it was just drawn out for me. And it, it wasn't a fun match. It was just like watching a bully in the schoolyard picking on someone. So,
0: no, it, it was kind of like a shark that was playing with its food before it ate it, or a whale is probably a better description. Right. So, yeah, I mean I, I I can't disagree with you at all, but I, what I here I am with another booking thing. All right, come on, Booker Man. <laughs> and what I think should have happened that would have made the night a million times better is in the knockouts championship match. I don't know what happened to Kylie Ray if the if the no-show was part of the story or not. But I think that they should have uh, Kylie Ray and Susie come out together. And then, of course, Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly come out together. And they have their great match, just like everything they've had in the past. Near the, it's about three quarters of the the way through the match, something happens where Kylie Ray accidentally hits. Uh, Susie mm-hmm. and somehow like Kimberly and Diana Perazzo like shove her under the ring or something well at the end of the match Sue Young her music starts I'll to play uh, the, 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 the lights darken and she comes up through the ring stuns Diana Perrazzo. she's uh, like staring at her and then Ky- uh, Kylie Ray rolls her up mm-hmm. for the one two three and then Kylie Ray just completely gets decimated by Sue Young. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to happen. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Didn't happen. It was just straight Sue Young for some reason.
1: Okay. Moving away from Bound for Glory and Hell in a Cell, Bosworth, you have some experience in the WWE Performance Center, which has been the most well-known school since it opened in 2013. For me, the first real performance center type uh, scenario was the WCW power plant back in 1995. It was truly a minor league system and a complete game changer. Before that, it was different territories and wrestlers during their schools and trainings. How do you think WCW with the power plant changed the game for pro wrestling and those that want to be pro wrestlers. So anyway, uh,
3: I I like WCW, you know, Mm uh, it was good that it was around. Uh, it made a lot of superstars, built big superstars. I think the power plant was, I think one of the first major, um, places to go as far as like with a name behind it. um, I mean, they, they built stars. So then, and I watched video of the power plant of guys training in there. They they killed them. It was like <laughs> you know, I remember when I, when I started at Harley's. It was at the time it was hard knocks and uh-huh. a lot of discipline. Like you had you had to pass a tryout. You know, you had to go through the tryout to to be a part of it, which is cool. But yeah, back to the power plant. I think it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they worked those guys. They worked their ass off. So they separated the guys from the guys that wanted it, you know? Yeah, I,
1: I, as a kid, I would have probably been about 10, 12, around the time that they came about. I remember mm-hmm. seeing these commercials for the power plant and seeing these guys with clear dad bods, and I'm like, yeah, that guy's not going to be a wrestler. He, he don't have it. He don't have it.
3: Well, that, that's the thing. Like, I've seen it at Harley's for so many years. Uh, guys would come in, and – they they have a different outlook on what pro wrestling is or and was. Mm-hmm. So they think that they can just come in and hey, you know, I'm a pro wrestler and all that stuff, and just didn't work out to them for yeah. well or for them too well. They'd come for the first day and never see them again. <laughs> they had no and idea. <laughs> the problem nowadays is you can buy a ring, say you're a pro wrestler, and then put on these sh- crappy shows. Yeah. And that's that those shows are the ones that kill what we do. It's right. like if one town is holding wrestling show one weekend and, and people that's never been, and they take their kids to it and they see the whole show. And they're like, what is this? And then then two months later, a, a good wrestling show comes into yeah. town, 20 minutes right. down the road and they see a flyer. The parents or, or whoever's be like, eh, the one we went to, you know, a while back, it wasn't that good. So, right things like that are killing, yeah. kill what we do. It's like, hey, I bought a ring and a pair of tights. So, guess what? I'm a pro wrestler now. Let's put shows on. You know, it's it's ridiculous, but there's nothing like the Power Plant or you know, you got the Performance Center down there. That's, I mean, you got the Monster Factory, which is a good place to go. You have a mm-hmm. uh, the AEW Nightmare. Uh, factory I think okay. that's a good place so there's still still places around you can go and be taught right you know what I mean mm-hmm. Yeah. So. and it's not easy like when I went to the performance center <laughs> that, was, that was hard
2: <laughs> how yeah. long did you have to be there before they sent you out you know into the public
3: into uh, to do your thing well, uh, actually, to go down there, I, I know it used to be you could pay and go down there mm-hmm. for a week or whatever it was. Don't quote me on that because I'm not sure how long. But when you get invited down there by, you know, talent relations itself, right. they bring you down there for three or four days, fly you down, put you up. Um, then you go through the three or four-day process, and then you leave. Then you wait for the email to come back. But Now that
2: – Oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead.
3: Go ahead. I was gonna
2: say that three or four day process is—is is that like a tryout? They want to see
3: what you got. That—that that was hell. It, it, <laughs> I can imagine. No, I can I, imagine, man. I, I think. I think because when I went down there, I remember the first day. I was like, "Damn, I haven't
2: worked.
3: <laughs> I haven't worked this hard with this much cardio stuff since I started at Harley's." And wow, that was rough. And. uh, I think there was like 30 of us down there and like two or three of us were actual pro wrestlers. The other ones were athletes from, you know, here and there and there. Uh, It's not, it's what they want to see what you have and if you can go. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of the week, I remember them saying like, this is the first group of people that they had that nobody quit and nobody fell out. Wow. (laughs) I remember. I remember by the end of the third day after we got done doing a, a few things at the end of the day, I was laid, I was laying down, had, you know, the horses and everything, but I didn't have that much time to get ready for it. It was a, a short notice, like mm-hmm. two or three weeks out. So my cardio and st- I mean, I made it through the process, but my, my cardio was, was shits. And, uh, it's just like that Steve Austin thing, man. It was <laughs> uh, okay, I,
0: I have a little bit uh, – it's a little bit different than what you're talking about, but um, my son plays like a little peewee soccer, and I played soccer when I was in high school, so I know what I'm doing. Uh, well, at the last practice of the year, it was like the parents versus the kids. <laughs> and I'm running circles around these kids, but it was only for like two – maybe about 10 seconds at a time because my lungs couldn't handle it anymore. (laughs) I just didn't have that cardio.
2: He's talking about professional wrestling. You're talking about skipping around some kids on the soccer. Okay.
0: But it's totally different. It is different. (laughs) I'll I'll agree with you, but it's still running and cardio. That's, that's, that's where the similarity is.
3: I will, I will say this. Um, At 36, I just turned 36. At 36 years old, I feel better than I did in my late 20s, early 30s. Like, I'm on my game. Like, I am – I want that extra – I told my wife, I said, you know what, I'm going to give it another shot, and I'm going to shoot for it this time. Like, I feel great. I feel fantastic. I've uh, been to the gym really hard. The old Bosworth, I'm, I'm bringing the old self out without the wild part of it because go, right. the smart like, part now
2: they're like, sure I rolling. Said,
3: like I said, you know, I did my WWE dark match twenty eleven, um, Performance Center, all that stuff, but I was wild. Like and I said Harley's let me go a few times because I didn't have my head on straight. I my my problem was always consistency. Like when I'd go to the to the academy, I would bust my ass. And but I was a pain the ass a lot of people too (laughs) but they knew it and nobody could tell you that that was there with me that I wasn't a good athlete or I wasn't in shape because I mean if they did they were lying they know they they see me work but it was always Bosworth is here when's he gonna you know drop out and go again I never really quit I just lost track I thought the bar looked better than you know (laughs) doing this it was just one of those things everybody there that, that knows me really well they knew my issues and all that stuff, but I was always, you know, respectful. I was always, uh, respected Harley besides being a needle in him. Sometimes <laughs> needle in his butt. uh, <laughs> but, um, I don't ever regret anything. Cause you know, I've, I've done a lot. I've, I've been around the United States. I've, tra- I've traveled, I've worked shows, uh, seen a lot of things, a lot of people that haven't seen. I'm good, man. And with that reality show, I've done everything from going to the performance center to the reality show myself. I did that for me. I never ran with clicks, never had a buddies. never had a buddy system. I was friends with everybody, but I never backstabbed anybody, never talked shit about anybody. I've seen it so many times and in locker rooms, even at Harley's I was by myself. Um, I would talk to everybody, but I, I've seen the backstabbing so many times, so many places where they're buddies, but you overhear them talking about the guy that they were just, but buddy- you know what I mean? So yeah, I've never, sure. I've never been in that. The Steve Austin thing, and what really pissed me off, we were doing a show in Richmond, Missouri one day, one night, and we had a guy named Michael Berry that was on season one. They brought him in, and I overheard somebody talking like, well, you know, they called the Academy, but I told them that nobody was interested. And I said in my head, I was like, if they knew anybody, like he knew it wasn't Harley, but if he knew if anybody's interested in that, it was me. Yeah. I was was jacked. I I was busting my ass. So I was like, "Screw it! Guess what? I'm going to take this upon myself." And then eight months later, or nine months later, I'm on TV. That's I did awesome. it for exposure, and I yeah. was on the commercial. I was on the commercial a lot. I got past the first round. Uh, wow. So I set out. It would be cool to win, but you know, I was the biggest dude on the show. I was two thirty. The other guys were like one eighty. So I, I mean, I got I got gassed out. You know, like. But it was fun. And mm-hmm. and then I went to the performance center shortly after that. I want to do all this again. I'm going to. I feel fantastic, guys. Like I'm legit in the ring. I'm a damn good athlete. I'm solid worker. Like, there's no gaps in the you know, in my in my work. Mm-hmm. If you guys understand that. Dude, no I gaps. looked at Absolutely. your past
2: stuff. I've looked at your videos. You are more than legit.
3: Yeah, it's you, like you're uh, gonna make it. Just
2: keep keep doing what you're doing.
3: Yeah, and you know, and I had that potential years ago. I just I couldn't separate my lifestyle from the you know the ring. So yeah, I, 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 nice. I trained with the I've trained with a lot of like Noah Japanese guys that came into Harley's and all that stuff. And uh, I've never been overseas. And again, I haven't been because of my decisions I made in life. Mm-hmm. Cause I asked a guy named Ken that was doing some of the booking for Noah. he'd always come over. I said, "Ken, man, and this is later on in life. So why haven't I ever, you know, why did you not ever, you know, pick me? Cause I always made it through the workouts that they did all that stuff. He said, because one, one month you're here, then we come back six months later and you're gone. So, you know, it, it was understandable yeah. know, why I didn't go. But when I wanted to be, I was the hardest working guy there. And funny story, Bob Backlund, you guys know him. <laughs> oh, yeah, of yeah. course. He, he came to the academy one day, and uh, he put us through a workout. This is July. It was hot, and we were in the academy, and he's like, you know what? When you go to shows, you don't know the environment that you're going into or your working conditions. Yeah. He took us all outside in rocks, hot. We did our workouts out there, man. And I remember I was front row. I had Leland Leland race right beside me. Harley's kid. Yep. And we we're just. I mean, I quit. I quit counting after squats. We did over 500 squats, and it was nine. It was 96, 97 degrees. It was hot. And I, I look back at times like that, like there are a few guys that dropped out of it, like doing the workouts. And ironically, one of the guys that dropped out signed a WWE contract a couple about a year later. And I'm over here like, well, I'm busting my ass so hard, you know, and I'm jacked. So,
1: yeah,
3: you know, it it was just, it's memories like that, that a a guy named Darren Wade trained me at Harley's and that's, I'll give credit to him for everything as far as my in work ring ability. And I went through a lot of trainers there. I stayed there longer than I should have, but Darren Wade, he trained me. Uh, If you ever, if you're watching this or you do watch this, thank you. But, uh, and, and he knew I was a little hoot. I was paying his ass too, but (laughs) he he knew uh, that, you know, I had a lot of potential and, when I did that reality show, and before I did the reality show, I had a bad, I had a major surgery on my intestines.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, almost, almost died. It was like a nine or ten hour surgery. But wow, yeah, I went from I went to the hospital at two twenty. Two weeks later, I came out at one sixty 160 or one sixty two.
2: Holy crap! Two weeks.
3: So I, it's like I had to restart again, God. you know. Uh, but I did. I, I overcame that, and then did the reality show and everything else, and. You know, I got a beautiful wife. Her name's Michaela, Uh, Samantha Star in the wrestling business. Uh, We have our animals. We have six cats and a dog. Uh, We got a nice house. I got six cats too! (laughs) (laughs) And and, and when we we were discussing this, leading up to this, we're talking about watching wrestling and all that stuff. Yeah. I work 40 hours a week. I'm in the gym two hours a night. I have a wife that I want to spend time with. And I do follow up on the wrestling, just to mm-hmm. let everybody know. But and I do catch it every now and then. But I just I can't, you know, I, I got a busy lifestyle. I don't play, yeah. bro. I don't pretend play pro wrestler. And that's all I do on the weekends and during the week I play Xbox, where I got an actual life. I got bills, 40-hour job, stay in the gym, meal prep. So I'm doing all these things. Wife time, you know, it, things that are right. important. Right,
1: and, and you said, how many times a day do you have to eat? Seven or eight times?
3: Here lately, yeah, because I'm back on track. I'm doing everything. Over the years, I've had many different looks. I was either fit or really big, but I was never out of shape unless I had yeah. surgery or something. So my whole career, I took my first bump 17 years ago. I was 19.
1: Uh-huh. And
3: from there, I was always in shape, fit, or Jack or big. Yeah. You know, it was never in, in between. Um, I want to, all these guys are getting the opportunity to work for AEW and fantastic. I want my opportunity too, you know, yeah. and that's what I'm working towards now. I'm taking more bookings now, more so than I have in the last three or four years. Like I want to get out Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, Ohio. You You're place. coming to Ohio. Come to Ohio, man. Well, I need to get booked there to go yeah. them there. <laughs> Absolutely. So- yeah, but uh, the,
1: the one thing that I absolutely love about you is you understand where it went wrong for you and yeah. you're not sour about that. You're holding right. yourself accountable and that is absolutely amazing. And you're putting yourself back out there and putting yourself forward. You're not pointing fingers at anyone else. You're, lo- you're manning up about it. That's awesome. And, and here's the thing. Like
0: that He's using it as motivation
1: is what yes. it sounds
3: like. <clears throat> and it's like, and that's what kicks in the ass sometimes. And, you know, well, what do you think about Bosworth? People that knew me back then. Well, he did this and this. That's fine. I hate shit talking. I do. And that's why I don't do it. Right. But that's, yeah. that's, <clears throat> that follows me of my past. And I hate when people have this negative outlook on me. I mean, hey, call me or, or shoot me a message. Ask right, me. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you, I won't lie to you. If somebody told you about my past or whatever, I'll be honest with you. I got nothing to hide. Like, right? Yeah. I'm not a little uh, punk. You know, exactly. I'm not, gonna sit there and, I'm not gonna sit there and hide behind what I've done. I made mistakes, and I hate. I hate the guys that talk about other guys. My biggest thing is, if you reach out to promotion and a promoter contacts you and say, "Yeah, we'll love to use you," but then they ask some of their top guys, "Well, what do you think about so and so?" And then they say, and they don't even have to know them, and they're like, eh, "Probably not." You know, yeah. Quit letting guys run your promotions. Run it. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Here's how I am. If I don't care for somebody in the business, and I have something personally against them or whatever, and a f- promoter asks me about them, and I think their work is good, yeah, and I think that they would be good for the company. It doesn't matter what I think. So I, I would never, I would never say no, don't book that guy. I would say I think he's good. Bring him in. I don't right. have to go eat with him. I don't have to go have a dinner with him, you know. It's like, if he's good, bring him in. I don't care if I like him or not. And I'll never I'll never bring up to the promoter, I don't care about this guy. I don't like him. That's none of their business. Bring him in. If he's gonna be good, bring him in. You know? I've ran I've ran into that a lot over my career. And and
1: and and that's sickening. That's unfortunate to know that stuff like that happens in something. Yeah, that it still happens in an industry that, you know, we have you we have us as fans just loving and in, and to find out that stuff like that still happens. Yeah, and don't twenty twenty. It's Look, disheartening. Don't ever yeah, disheartening. Don't ever
2: change because you are a breath of fresh air. There's not too many people like you anymore that take it as serious as you do.
3: And here's the thing, you know. For example, three weeks ago, I worked in Georgia at a place called Wrestler America. And there's a very few guys in the business that still stick their neck out for you. Uh, Neil Koloff, a friend of mine, um, he works in the business. My wife introduced me to him. Great guy. And not very many guys will stick their neck out for you and tell the promoter, hey, bring this guy in. They won't do it. But he did. He brought me up. I met the promoter. Three weeks later, I'm on the show. Promoter loves me. He said, damn, dude, you're good, you know. And not only that, I have a body. And I've been to many promotions promotions where I've worked and the promoters are like, damn, you know, and they keep having me back because it's different hearing it from somebody's mouth and then bringing them in the ring and you can show them. And, yeah, and like I said, I don't hide behind anything. There's been times where at Harley's, for example, if I didn't think I was getting what I deserved Mm -hmm. after busting my ass, I would walk. I would I would be frustrated and I would go make my, my mistakes again because I thought things weren't going my way. That's how real I am. I'm telling you what I've done and I've got no reason to hide, you know, everything I've done. My, if I didn't think things that was me, my younger days, damn, this should be going my way. Why is it not going my way? So here I go, you know. But I was always – I worked hard when I wanted to work hard. And there was shows and matches where – I just wasn't feeling into it. I was still in my dumb stage where all I cared about was, Hey, where are we going after this? But yeah, yep. I was you know, nine times out of 10, I, I put on a good show and I put on solid work. And if any promoter listens to this, if you want to book me or if you can, I guarantee you, I will give you your money's worth and you, and you won't be disappointed, you know?
0: Yeah, I we'll let you uh, give give all your contact information. Take care. Yeah, yeah, we will. Uh,
1: when we share this episode, not only on Anchor, but we will get it out on the video portion of it. We yeah. will have your info contact or listed there so they can reach out to you, and we'll tag everyone we can to uh, get you noticed. And I mean, headlocks and promos is going to push you as far as we can to help you. If it, if it's one match or a hundred matches.
3: We we wanna see you succeed, Bosworth. That's good. And I'm not and I'm I'm nowhere near perfect as <laughs> you can tell from me saying, but I posted today on my story on Facebook, whatever it said uh you know, it's time to show what I can do what I can do again. Yep. No bullshit, you know, underrated. I came up with an underrated superstar name because I felt like it fit. Other people felt like it fit and it's a badass logo I have. So, you know. I got shirts. I got wristbands coming in. Uh, awesome. My wife, does, my wife does too as well. So, you know, uh, I, I want that opportunity. I want that shot. You know, I'm not. I'm not 20. I'm not a 28 year old kid anymore. You know, I was never second generation. I didn't have help. You know, and, and things like that. So
1: yeah, yeah. And then when you've got that merch, let let us know where people yeah, can go to get some. it. I we want a shirt. We're gonna buy some. We're gonna tag it out there for you yes. go, For you we wherever you. we can. We got
3: you. Good deal. I appreciate it.
1: All right. So now we'll move on to the guest interview portion. So we have a few questions for you, Bosworth. Go for it. What were some of your first impressions of the WWE Performance Center?
3: Uh, well, you know, getting invited down there by them—that was—that was cool. That was. Oh yeah. That's an amazing feeling. And then going in there and walking through the doors, it's a nice facility. Like, it's it's nice. It's big. It's nice. Um, and I knew, like, <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Like, it wasn't going to be easy for three or four days. And I damn sure wasn't. Uh, but they're there. They're there to watch you. They're there to see what you have. Um, so my first impressions of it was, wow, this is – this is cool, you know. This is this is a dream. This is a dream, you know. And,
1: and to, like you said, to be invited there on top of it, it's not like yeah. you paid for a ticket or paid right. your own way. Right. You got invited there. That is awesome. They
0: paid your way to get there. Yeah.
3: yeah. <clears throat> and I'm going to clear this up. <clears throat> One thing. When they invited me there, they gave me all my info. They rented a car in my name. And in just in case anybody says something about this, I'll go ahead and clear it up. I didn't have a driver's license at the time because of my my silly mistakes.
1: Uh But
3: I did not tell them that when they rented me the car, okay? (laughs) So we got to the airport. Me and four other guys met at the rented car place in the airport. I gave the guy my ID, thinking in my head, well, this might work. Types everything in and said, well, do you have a real driver's license? I said, you know what? I don't. So they're going to call WWE. And be like, well, this guy doesn't have a driver's license. Well, the guy next to him says, well, we work, you know, we've worked with WWE for a while. Uh-huh. So they gave the rent a car to the guy next to me. So I'm like, okay, good. And I knew I should have been up front with them, but I had two things in my head. If I was to say, well, I don't have a driver's license right now because you know, whatever. Yep. And they might email back and say, well, then we don't want you down here or whatever. So okay. I should have just been up front and honest with them. Nowadays, I would be. Yep. So we get in the car, and not even five minutes in the car, I get a text message
1: mm-hmm.
3: from one of the guys at the performance center saying, did you pick the car up? I said, yes. And he said, who's driving?
1: <laughs> I, text back
3: to him. I said, <laughs> like, yeah, we got the car. You know, we're going to the hotel. He texts back capital letters. Who's <laughs> And I had to say, you know, <laughs> something's wrong with my license, all that stuff. Yeah. So just clearing the thing up, like – if. You know, you gotta know, talk shit, people. I'll tell you. You know, right? Yeah. So, you know that that kind. I of think, but that kept me down there. So I think that kind of stung me in my ass a little bit. But, um, I, I've been up there since. So I've been back since. Oh, so that's awesome.
0: There. Okay, good.
2: All right. All when awesome. you first when you first walked in there, uh huh. Did you, even though you knew it was, you know, three four day tryout, did you feel like, damn. You're looking around like, oh my God,
3: finally made on TV. Well, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. When I walked in, you know, you get the WWE stuff and, you Uh know, uh, you had WWE personnel there, everybody, and you're like, wow, you know, after all the shit I've been through and after all the mistakes I made.
2: Yeah, I'm here.
3: Yeah, and I'm looking around like, man, this is cool. Like, this is a lot of, a lot of wrestlers dream to be here. And a lot of people don't get the opportunity to go down there. And, uh, it, it was a good feeling you know everything yeah. I've been through all the mistakes I made the times I've made Harley mad and <laughs> <laughs> like wow you know I'm here like I'm here I told Harley's like man this is you know I, I went visiting shortly after that and I was like well this is awesome like he's like well kid you deserve it you know and that's all awesome. that stuff and then and then when I got back and I did the TV show it was time for me to leave Harley's I I, uh-huh. I, I was there for way too long because I didn't know like Nobody helped me get bookings anywhere. So after that, I was like, you know what? I moved out to Atlanta. So I started running the Georgia area, which I love. Georgia has great. Wrestling's hot in Georgia.
1: Wrestling's
3: so much better here on the East Coast and the South than it is Midwest. Yeah. Uh, I ran Georgia, and then from there, it was cool. met my wife in Charlotte and moved out here to North Carolina. And I love the wrestling scene out here. You know, a lot of good talent, lots of good talent out here. Whether you like me or not, I still think you're a good talent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want to ask the next question?
0: Sure, sure. So uh, looking back on that opportunity, what did you take away from the experience and how did it change the way you uh, approached
3: your craft? Well, <laughs> um, let's see. I knew that I needed if I wanted to go back down there or when I did get the opportunity to go back down there, I need to work on my cardio. I need to work on my cardio a lot more. Uh, but down there, more like a lot of cardio exercises. So it wasn't really the wrestling. Like I said, there's only two or three wrestlers down there. And the rest are athletes that didn't know anything, mm-hmm. et cetera. So what I took away from it was, I'm coming back down here. I don't know when, uh, but when I do, I'm going to make sure I'm ready this time. It's just a cool experience. Those guys, the trainers down there, they're tough. they, they're tough on you. And it's not because they're being mean. It's not because they want to see you fail. They want to push you. They want to see what you have, you know. And sure. and I guarantee you, like I said, I've worked, I've been up TV, I've worked for them since uh, actually last December. I did one of the run-ins and I took that big boot from Roman Reigns and I did a little handcuff spot where they threw me off, or he threw me off. And and the and the cool thing about that was so, Triple H was a guy that I, like, idolized as a kid, you know. Uh-huh. And I get to the back, and he said that was – and he gave me props up for my performance out wow. there. Wow. Oh. That is awesome. So that was cool, man. That, that was cool. And wow. I, and I told my wife – I told my wife, I said, you know what? I'm going to bust my ass again. We'll try it. I'm 36. I feel fantastic. Uh, and if I can just get that match on primetime television, like, and if that's it, whether I go to AEW and have a match there or WWE to be on TV and actually work. Yeah. Uh, AEW. Um, if that would be it, I'm totally fine with it. Like, I, I you know, my my father gets to see me, my family, my wife. Yeah. So, you know, it's something I'm passionate about. Even though history shows like it was kind of confusing on me and being passionate, but yeah, I've always been passionate about this. Um, I give AEW props. They they got something good going, and I, I yeah, see them do. being on TV for a long time. Uh you know, just they're giving a lot of guys opportunities and hopefully mine will come.
1: Oh, I think right. it will. And for those of you that would be will be listening to the podcast and you're not watching the uh, video portion of this, you guys have to go Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, look up the underrated superstar Bosworth. He has a look, he has the physique. And you guys can watch his videos. The dude can wrestle. You need to check him out.
3: Thank you. Yep, I have Instagram, Facebook, no Twitter. I'm not a big Twitter guy. But uh, all right, Facebook hey, Dustin Ra- hey, Dustin hey, hey. Rayner R A Y N O R. Um, there's two accounts on Facebook. One, they're both me, but one's not me. Okay. So <laughs> I think y'all can figure it out. But uh, yep. And then. Instagram is Bosworth B O C W underscore O R T H. So Yeah, I mean, check me out. Like I'm taking this shit damn serious right now. Good. And I look fantastic. Good. I feel great. And uh, I'm on the move again.
1: That that's the thing. We're both 36. You mm-hmm. look like a professional wrestler. I look like a slob. Right. I got the whole dad bod thing going on. I don't rock it very well. It's 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 crazy, dude. You're doing an amazing job. I think Billion wants to ask you the next question. Go ahead, man. All right. Talking about opportunities.
2: Yeah. Looking back at your journey, mm-hmm. what is there anything you would have done different over time to get to where you're at now?
3: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, You know, they say you learn from mistakes, and I look at this two ways like I met my beautiful wife okay and maybe if I didn't do all those things maybe I wouldn't ran into her and you know her saving me and uh so I look at that no I wouldn't change anything if I could go back and change anything and meet my wife that I have now from a different point of view mm-hmm. I would I would have kept my head on straighter I wouldn't have let the hard times get to me cause I've hit rock bottom. I've been in that room with a bottle of liquor and it's just, I've hit that point at times in my life. I would have changed all that. I would have looked at my life differently and would have made as many mistakes as I did. Mm-hmm. But if I still could have met my wife that I have now. So, right. You know, I look at it two different ways, you know? So yeah, I would, and I wouldn't have, I just wish I, I wish my head was all a little bit straighter. I wish, like, I made better decisions than what I did. But I, I think
1: any, any grown man that honestly yeah. takes a deep look at themselves, looking back, yeah. Oh, yeah, we all. I mean, we were all young and dumb at one yeah. time.
3: But a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people hide behind it. A right? Lot of Not me. And,
1: and that, and I'm that's, like you. that's an, an amazing thing. That's what I, I love about you and getting to know with messaging you and now getting to sit down and talk to you. Is how out front you are of like, hey, here, here's some shit that you know people might try to hold against me. Here it exactly. is. Let me talk about it.
3: Exactly, and it is, and that's why I do it because a lot of people know me, a lot of fans know me, um, so it's like and a lot of boys know me, and it's like, okay, if we, if you hear this about me, then it's probably true, and I'll tell you if it's true or not. Right. You know?
0: right.
3: Yeah. I'm not gonna Just say ask and, me. Exactly, I'm not gonna sit here and tuck my tail and be like. No, I didn't do that. Hell yeah, I did that. You know what?
1: Own it. Never own do it
3: again. And you know what? I've, I've grown up. I'm 36 years old. I look fantastic. And I won't hide behind that. And it's like, that's me promoting myself. That's not me having a cocky attitude. That's me saying, I look great right now. I'm, I'm, I'm serious about the ring. Yep. I'm serious about getting bookings. I'm serious about going up to AEW. Opportunity came up. I'm serious about all this. Like, and I'll probably make mistakes later on in life, but I, I guarantee you it's not going to be the same mistakes I made years ago. Sure. Exactly. Right. And by by the way, it's not cocky if it's true. Right. You are awesome. You have a great physique. Exactly. I bust my ass in the gym.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. It shows. We, we could tell for I sure. I mean, you and I are like twins. I do too. I go yeah. like once so, every three uh, months. So, again,
0: <laughs> Bosworth
1: brought Bosworth brought it up earlier here when he brought up Brian Cage, as soon as I got in contact with Bosworth, the first guy that popped in my head was Brian Cage. Oh, yeah, as
0: soon as he popped up on the screen, that's immediately what I thought.
1: Yeah, so those of you that would be listening to this and not seeing this, think Brian Cage while you're going to look for Bosworth.
3: And, and here's the thing. Brian, I don't know him that well. I met him once or twice, but uh-huh. he's good talent. Like, the guy is good in the ring. And yes, I'm, yeah. and it's cool that he's got this big spot on AEW. Yes, that's phenomenal. And he's the guy, like I, I respect so much because he puts not only, I call it double time. Like you put your hard work in the ring, you got to have great matches, but you're also doing the other job with it too by getting in the gym and hitting it. There's a difference in going to the gym and going to the gym and living. Exactly. Meal preps all day eating, every two or three hours, doing good quality workouts, all that stuff. That's the difference in going to the gym and going to the gym. So yeah. Brian's one of those guys, you know, puts double time in. My friend, the super beast out of the West Coast, lives in Vegas. Uh, he is a phenomenal athlete too, and I've worked him several times. He also puts double time in, you know. So props up, guys like that. Booyah.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah. Hey,
2: do that to yourself, too, because,
3: yeah, it shows. I appreciate it, fellas. All
1: right, so we got the last question for you. And we've we've kind of covered it here and there, but I I, I want to give you the opportunity to uh, put it out there for us. Lastly, what is the underrated superstar up to these days? Where can all of your fans, all of the headlockers out there, check you out?
3: Well, like I said earlier, Facebook, Dustin Rainer, you can see me, R-A-Y-N-O-R. Instagram is Bosworth, B-O-Z-W underscore O-R-T-H. Um, now that I'm very active in it again, I'm posting every day. I've got shows coming up that I'll be posting about, whether it's pictures, videos, promos, et cetera. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm balls to the wall now, like. Put that on camera. I'm balls to the wall. <laughs> he, is. Oh, he is. He is, guys. I mean, you know, I, I'm in it to win it now. I feel great. I know we covered this a while ago, but I got a loving wife. I got beautiful animals. Got a nice place. I bust my ass to work 40 hours a week. Bust my ass to the gym. It's been tied by lovely wife. Back in the business, baby. I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious. like. I can't. I cannot stress how serious I am about it this time. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, dude,
1: you've been an amazing guy to get to know. Yeah, you're straightforward. You talk about how much you love your wife. You have six cats. Six cats. I got six cats. (laughs) That is awesome. And your commitment to your marriage, your commitment to wrestling, your commitment to yourself, your body. You. Look amazing. You are jacked like no one's business. That is commitment.
2: Okay, look, I'm a, I'm a little bit afraid for you because your wife might have some competition over here. He He's at, he's doing one of those things where I think he likes you a little too much.
1: <laughs> no, we're getting ready to close the show out. I need to lift Bosworth up. Bosworth him, is already out there. Right, but
0: from headlock to <laughs> promo. I would Roma. love to see you try to lift that up. Oh, no way in hell. No way in
2: hell. <laughs> I would love to see you give this guy a clothesline, Bosworth.
1: <laughs> when he's in Ohio, I'll take one.
2: I'll right, take right. one. Oh.
0: he do a double clothesline, just like, like bowling pin us.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, guys, please check out Bosworth on Facebook and Instagram. He's always sharing good stuff. He is a cool dude. Check him out.
2: Go watch his wrestling matches, and you will see what we're talking about. The guy's no joke. Now, I, will,
3: I will say this. Not every one of my matches on YouTube, obviously not all of them's on there, but not every one on YouTube is that great of a match. You have to really pick and choose. Yes. Oh, I'm not afraid to miss that either. Like, I, I have some, I've I've had some bad matches that are on YouTube. Yeah, go
0: everybody's got duds. I yeah. Mean, yeah, the I mean, look at these two the guys on Sippy side.
1: I mean, seriously, this is going to be our 13th episode, and he's throwing down duds every week, so. <laughs>
3: hey. <laughs> make the mistakes, you just keep rolling with it, baby. <laughs> exactly, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly.
1: So, before we let you go today, the professor has a little – Homework assignment for all you headlockers out there. Professor, what's everyone's homework? Oh, wait,
2: wait. a homework assignment? What's he going to do? Teach everybody how to mop a floor
0: or clean up some puke?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: like you guys said the other week, I mean, somebody's got to clean the bathroom. Right, yeah. yeah. Go shine the
2: floors for us. <laughs>
0: All right, guys, as we all said earlier, the Hell in a Cell match between Bailey and Sasha Banks was top-notch. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter gave it four stars, which, in my personal opinion, was low. Yeah. It stole the show. I would even say it stole the weekend. This has been a a fantastic build. And, And honestly, if you watched it already, go back and watch it again. It's that good. Then head on over to Headlocks and Promos Facebook group and tell me what you all
1: thought. We talk professional wrestling, past, present, and future. Today we discussed Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory, WWE's Hell in a Cell shows. What were the best? What were the worst? From the weekend, what surprises and disappointments happened over those shows? Today... We had the Bosworth, an amazing dude, great guy, need to check him out. Facebook, Instagram, Dustin Rayner, Bosworth, the underrated superstar, Billiam. My future client. Your future client, Billiam here thinks he's going to manage him now. Well, if he if he
2: really wants to get to the top, he will. Grab me alongside of him. and he, You he mean will.
1: drag you <laughs> alongside of him. Well, of course. <laughs> of course. We want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Uh, well, you know how I feel about that. I know, I know, I know. Hey, Bosworth.
2: Hey, I'm glad you got to see me and talk to me today, brother. You are
1: welcome.
0: Thank My you pleasure. for joining us. <laughs>
1: We will see all of you headlockers next Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Headlocks and promos at gmail.com. H-E-A-D-L-O-C-K-S, the letter N, P-R-O-M-O-S at gmail.com. Oh, boswell thank you so much for
2: joining me on my podcast today as for these two bosworth
1: i did say bosworth didn't i no I got a little bosworth.
2: bosworth i'm so, so bosworth with a z just so everybody knows bosworth
1: thank you, you for joining that. me
2: on my podcast headlocks and promos you are welcome back anytime it was great talking to you see you when i see ya